Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. the 298th episode of the Stone Cold Silver Podcast. Reza, Carol and I went home to Delaware for the first time in 2020. Yeah. And it was lovely. First time seeing your parents in, what, since Christmas time? time? your parents. I think so. Sounds about right. Wow. That's yeah. nine, nine, nice. nine full months. I know. We found out uh, a lot of things. One, that a house had burned down. Oh, wow. Uh, like, three houses down from my parents place they didn't tell you about that on the phone was that they didn't tell you about that on the phone oh they did but we saw it oh, like we walked oh. past it and around it i see that's and it's, tough man it's gnarly man if you if you search i think birmingham uh i don't know what it's called it's like something like a birmingham hunt fire or something i was about like to say you're about to put you your whole your parents you're about to dock your own parents oh no <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it was like a five alarm fire. Uh, wow. It was like a, it was like a really big deal. Yeah. Um, but we walked around it. It's kind of nuts. Uh, the old owners, according to my mom, said that uh, they don't plan on coming back to this neighborhood. Wow. I think that the insurance covered everything, and they had to rebuild the house to how it was before. Yeah. Unfortunately, that family had somehow I think sunk a lot of money into like renovations. Everything was custom inside the house, and now it's just like it's burned to the ground. That's tough, man. I know, I know. Sheesh. Uh, yeah, we uh, we drew, we rented a car Saturday morning, and then we drove down, got to Delaware at around like noonish, had a had a nice lunch, caught up, uh, and then my mom took Carolyn and I to the Costco on three twenty two. Yeah. And man, Costco's busy. Did you know that Costco reported earnings on Friday, beat earnings, and then dropped in price <laughs> because nobody knows what's going on anymore? Yeah. But the line to get out of Costco basically stretched all the way like from the front of the store to the back of the store. Really? It was nuts. So I'm not a Costco shopper. I have a BJ's membership because they're just right by my house. I don't think I don't I don't think that's a good I think I think you went Jets instead of Giants. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Look, it, yeah. it, Co- Costco Costco there is there's a Costco not far from us there at the Christiana Mall, but the BJ's mm-hmm. is closer. Now we actually don't even shop at the BJ's very often. There's only a, a handful of things that we get from them. Like I'm only in BJ's once every couple of months. I can't I what, what do you get? I'm I'm trying to remember <laughs> the what what do we get from them? Oh, uh, brown sugar. That's the big thing. Brown sugar. How much brown sugar are you getting from them? So Lena, so I don't even use it that much, but we don't really uh-huh. use uh, white sugar here. So like we have white sugar for like some baking stuff that gets Gracious. used very infrequently. Lena and her mom have have a uh, tea, and they put they put sugar in their tea. It's always the brown sugar. Mm-hmm. It's like not like not like packed brown sugar, but you know like. Just like raw, sugar in the raw, is uh is the brand. Yeah, another brand. So yeah, um, yeah, that's that's really it. <laughs> I haven't been there in a few months now. 
um, on occasion I'll check stuff out, uh, yeah. but it it like at, at times it doesn't feel like it's that great of a deal to buy stuff in bulk like that. But I don't know. My parents are in uh, they're in Costco about every week. Really, with those lines they too. They love it there. Yeah, no, they love it. They're they're, they're un, un, undeterred, as one might say. Yeah. Um. But uh. So yeah, we uh, we got some stuff. Uh, we got some muffins. They have like the, they almost have like the HGH version of muffins. Uh, <laughs> Those they're basically massive the size muffins. Of a, yeah. Oh, it's so good. They're huge. So good. Uh, I'm a big fan of their blueberry muffins. I'm also a big fan of their corn muffins. Uh, yeah. What else? Uh, we got. Uh, we bought a lot. So they Costco has increased and improved their uh asian food offering and what i mean by that is they have a lot of like good frozen asian meals they'll have like these like uh upgraded ramen bowls so instead of like the ramen packs that we grew up with which are awesome still uh usually just like put that in a pot of boiling water um you put the uh, the packet of flavor in you mix and you're good right uh these ramen bowls have either uh they basically have a tonkatsu ramen they have like all these different ramen styles they uh, we got one that was a noodle bowl with actual wontons in it and my mom says that she eats them for uh for like she eats one for lunch every day and it's a great uh great deal so we got one of those uh they have soup dumplings that you put you basically, I think, stab like the the box comes with six trays of soup dumplings. Each tray has six individual soup dumplings. Um, for like, I think it's like twelve dollars uh, for thirty six soup dumplings, and you put up the tray. Think of it like a small ice tray, uh, and then you put that in the microwave for like a minute. You maybe I think you stab two holes in it. Yeah, and then you microwave it, and then you're set. It's like a steamer bag. Hmm. I mean, that's exactly what it is. Um, and so we got one of those. My mom also, my mom and dad made us a ton of food. So that's the best stuff that I know. Stuff that we either can't get, can't make, all that stuff. Um, it was just so nice to be able to come home with a massive amount of food. Right. And so they 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 fed us quite well. Hey, my, you- my parents love hosting. We uh we love being there, and uh, we're, we're looking to spend a little bit more time there. As well, since the fact that you can't really go nowhere else. Right. Did you even have to meal prep today then? No, no. Yeah. We're planning on not doing that for the week. We're just nice. gonna like uh, just you know try and try and survive it that way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, it sounds good to me. Yeah. What else? Uh. We rented this car, the Ford EcoSport, on the way down. And did you know that this car class existed? It's the compact SUV. Yeah. Yeah. What? I saw a lot of those on the drive back. Uh, all these like little, almost like futuristic, <laughs> tiny four-seaters. Uh, and I was very surprised that this car class exists, frankly. Yeah. So this is kind of like the um, the Honda HRV 
that class. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember the Toyota version of it. The um, the Nissan Rogue Sport, which is different than their yep. Nissan Rogue. The Rogue is a little bit bigger. So the Rogue Sport. Okay. Um, there's a few more. I mean, so like you you also have like the BMW like X3, but I think more so the X1 might be part of that class. I think it's the X1 because I've seen the X3. Yeah. The X3 is way bigger yeah. than like what a compact sport would yeah. uh, seem like. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're definitely fairly compact and. From what my understanding, when we were looking, so when Lena and I were shopping for cars ourselves, uh, for an SUV for her, um, my understanding was that some of these SUVs are built on the chassis of like typical sedans that we know of. So apparently, the uh, Honda Pilot's chassis is built upon the Honda Accord. The supposedly the the CRV is built on the chassis of a Civic, which. Then begs really? the question to me, what's the HRV built upon as well as uh, what whatever – what's their one in between the pilot and the CRV? I can't even recall right now. But my, uh, my understanding then is that some of these like even what we think of as like a normal-sized SUV like a, like a CRV, if it supposedly is built upon the chassis of a, of a Civic, I guess – in theory, like the length, the width of the CRV is going to be a bit more similar to a Civic, and so I'm looking at a CRV Pilot and then the Passport. Passport, that's what it is. The Passport's fairly new, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, which is yeah, like passport, I had never heard the of. The Passport it. looks smaller than the Pilot, but the price is more. Apparently. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's a, it's, a, it's a weird price, so. So, yeah, it seems like there are people who want to be like almost like me. I want to be higher off the ground. One of the, one of the reasons mm-hmm. is because when I'm parked in a, any parking lot, it's extremely difficult to see the car, like the cross traffic when you're trying to back out of a parking spot because every car that you're parking around is this elevated pickup or SUV or minivan. There are very few like – and it doesn't not not, not they're actually very few, but it feels like there are very few sedans. And so when I'm trying to back out of one of these parking spots, I can't see anything. Like I, I I literally can't see through these vehicles. So it's like okay, back out slowly to make sure that I'm not going to crash into somebody or somebody's not going to crash into me when I'm trying to back out. And I've had scenarios over the last how many years that I've been driving sedans where when I'm backing out of a spot and I literally can't see, somebody like blows their horn or like throws their hands up at me, and I'm like. I can't see you. Like, what do you want me to do about this? I literally can't. Oh, okay. I, I don't have X-ray vision. I can't see through these cars. Now, one of the issues when I, when I think about getting in, and this is, I know this is a bit of a rant. One of the issues when it comes to me getting a bigger car would be it doesn't really matter because all these newer cars have super tinted back windows. So even in a parking lot, it's still extremely difficult to see car like your cross traffic because every window is tinted. And so you just can't see through these vehicles anyway. Anyway, long story short, it's just to say, I think some of these compact SUVs are built for people who don't necessarily need that loading capacity or that carrying capacity, that cargo room that would that you would normally find in an SUV, but want to be a little bit higher off the ground. Maybe get a little bit of a like four-wheel drive or something like that. Oh, okay. I'm, uh, I'm trying to build myself a BMW right now. <laughs> Which one? The X1? The X4. Uh, X4. Oh, Gee, man, the X4. these are so complicated. There's so many different. They go from X1 to X7. So the I don't X- understand anything. I remember when the X1 uh, came out. 
I remember the X7. My dad had an X5, and my mother-in-law has an X4. Your dad has an X5? No, he had, had. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I've seen... So the X1 is just too small, but... Yeah, it's very small. I like the lines of the X4 and the X6. They they, they curve real nice. Um, But this car also starts at 50 grand, and so the chances of me getting one are slim right now. Non-existent. (laughs) Um, but you're not uh, gonna try to get that X7 starting at seventy four thousand nine hundred dollars. I mean, the X7, I don't even like that car. <laughs> look. It looks like a, it looks like a GMC or like a, yeah. just a really, really big Buick. Uh, maybe I'll get an i3. You see this i3? How much is the i3? That? I'm going down. I'm scrolling down. Wait, really? That's the i3. I'm sitting there thinking of the i8. When you said the i3, I'm thinking the uh, i8. No, no, no. Forty four thousand. Yeah. Original electric yeah. vehicle with the optional range extender. I saw an i8 not not too long ago on the All road. Right, I don't remember where I saw it to be honest, but I know I saw one somewhere recently. Ish. Uh, so you just stop messing around and get a Tesla. So I was thinking about this, right? I don't. Yeah. I'm Do not. It. I'm not. I'm not in the market for a new car. First of all, right now. So well, I'm still. Well, it's not mine. It's Lena's. Like I, I, you know, it's it's her every car. car. I drive it when we're together. I don't. I never drive up. Drive it myself because I have my own car. So like right, her. Let's talk about this. I think we've hit on a nugget here. All right. This concept of like his and her car. Yeah. Yeah. So like on a day to day, you always drive your car. Yes. Let me explain. You don't like. Please. I can I can explain this very well. So, the reason. So before we got married, right? We each had our own car. Lena had a Honda Civic Coupe. I had a Honda Accord sedan. Um, now, after we, we were we were married for how many years? About two, almost almost two years before Gordon was born. And once Gordon was born, Lena again driving a two door coupe um, made it a little bit difficult for her to be the primary driver because having Gordon in that back seat of this two of this you know two door coupe made it extremely difficult to get him in and out of that car seat into the car into the back of these cars and the car seats these days are so big because they have like a car seat base that this person sitting behind, uh, in front of the car seat is pretty much they're, they're pretty much their knees are touching the dashboard because you have to be that far forward in this type of car at least oh, so gross. the rare times that Lena was driving around um with somebody else in the car that passenger was extremely uncomfortable so we made the decision fairly early on that she was going to have to get a new a new car and it made sense then to get an suv because of the carrying capacity of it i mean the things that we need to travel around with from time to time which is like it wouldn't be possible in my car certainly wouldn't have been possible in her old car so the the new vehicle purchase was was made for her primary vehicle to kind of replace the one that she was going to have to get rid of. Now, my car is also manual transmission, stick shift. She can't drive stick shift. I much rather would much rather drive a stick shift car. So, yeah, if I'm going out by myself, I have no need to drive her, her CRV because I don't really want to drive that car. I want, I want to drive my car. So there is no occasion where she could drive my car because she can't drive stick. And if I happen to leave the house and she happens to need the car, it wouldn't like she she wouldn't be able to go until I got back home because she can't drive my car, so that's the primary reason here. Um, now, there have been occasions where I've driven her car. Um, maybe there was something big that I needed to pick up or or you know whatever, 
but for the most part it i i would almost exclusively drive my car and i will only drive her car if we're together like like yesterday for example like we you know we're, we're out together with gordon have like the um sorry that's the dehumidifier beeping at me um oh, i was like what yeah no yeah uh, driving around we had his we had his jogging stroller in, our, in the trunk the jogging stroller can fit in my car but it's extremely uh difficult to get in and out of course with the crv just kind of throw it in the back and, and go so yeah all right i, I guess it's fair i hope so i'm just trying to think of like how that uh i'm just trying to think of like how uh how that really concept really works um and i don't know what my like day-to-day car i would like to have um if you had to if you had to get a new car if you're like all right you uh you're in the market for a new car right now right um what do you think you're looking at right now so I think the thing is my budget is like a Tesla is still beyond my budget. It's certainly a Model S. Okay. Like that's way beyond my budget. I think the, the Model, Model S is a new one, right? The Model S is the original. I update it frequently, but they don't have like, I don't know how Tesla does their cars. They don't do like a 2021 version of their car. There's just always a Model S, but, but there are, yeah. there are adjustments or modifications or whatever made periodically to the vehicles. I don't really know how it works, but Model S is, I think the, not the original. I think the original original was the Roadster. The mainstream original Tesla was the Model S. Now they've since added the Model X, which was their SUV version of the of the uh, of the Tesla. Then they added the Model Three, which was the affordable version, which I think still started at like thirty something, like thirty five maybe, like mid thirties. I'm on their website, but I wasn't finding the the, the numbers immediately um, accessible. So I think it's right like mid thirties ish. And then I, there's the Model Y. I can't remember what the Model Y is going to cost, but I've heard that within the next like two years, they want to have a a car that is much more affordable in like the twenty sub thirty, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't really know about that. Now, one of the the difficulties when when it would come to owning a Tesla is I feel like you have to have a garage because I don't have a garage. So I can't like easily right. charge my car in the middle of the and night. You want to be able to charge it when you get home. Exactly. So the only way I would be able to charge it, and I don't even know how, like how this works, is it like can you plug it into a standard 122 volt outlet? I guess you can. I, th- I, I think there's like I a slow so. charging version, so I think that would work. But then I would literally just have an extension cord running from my car past the sidewalk into my car like every single night, and sometimes people walk on that little stretch of sidewalk, so. I don't want somebody tripping over it. I don't want somebody messing with it, you know? So I would want to have a driveway or not a drive. I would want to have a garage that I can park in and charge my car each day if I was going to own not just a Tesla, but any like full on electric car or car that has to be plugged in. Um, I think that I want an SUV. I don't. Okay. It wouldn't be. I wouldn't need one because we already have like between the two of us, between me and Lena, we have an SUV. I don't have a, I don't have an, a, a, a pressing need to, for an SUV. But what I do know is that I'm probably going to want a car that is, despite the fact that I love manual transmission, I'm almost certainly getting a car that's um, automatic next. Whoa. Just so that, because I like the idea of having the option of driving, quote, my primary car and having Elena to to be an optional driver 
on trips. Yeah, you got you got to take some long trips. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be a long trip. Like it could be like a two hour stint, right? But like again, you know, we we when we went up to Jersey a few weeks ago, we couldn't take my car because even though it was like a I think it was like a two hour drive that we did, even if if I wasn't going to be able to do the full two hours or if we wanted to split it up, like I drive up, Landon drives back, like we weren't going to be able to do that in my car because there's just no option. It's just Reza has to be the driver. So, yeah, I, I, I think it would make sense to have an automatic car because I would like the idea of having the option to drive my car and have Lena be capable of driving it as well. Like, I mean, we're on the same insurance, so she's technically insured to drive my car, but she can't drive it anyway. So it's not... You know, it doesn't really matter. It's not going to change the price. I don't even think you can do that. But still, it's um, it would just be nice that way. Now, yeah. in terms of then affordability or the price of the car, I think I would like – so the, the Honda Accord was around $20,000. Um, and that was – you know, I bought that car when I was a grad student. And it was still mm-hmm. like – like I definitely had to budget fairly well to make sure that I can afford that car and not, not you know, not live beyond my means. I think um, I remember. I, did I pick it up with you? I don't think so. No, because I I, I remember going to a small dealership and getting into a, a black sedan with you. I think that, we must have done. Am I misremembering? Because I think we must have done like a test drive. I think we may have done a test drive or something together. I can't recall though, but I okay. I'm pretty I'm fairly confident I did it myself because I think what I did was. Um, I think what happened the day that I bought it, I think Lena picked me up from my parents' house. My siblings were all home, uh, and I, and she drove me to work. and the And the uh, the dealership is 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 walkable from from my old office. It's about a mile walk, so I think I walked over, and I just basically walked in there, and um, picked up the car and was able to drive back home that that evening after work. Yeah, I think I it's something you, like uh, that. Getting a did you get a uh, like a price match? Yeah, exactly. So I used yeah. – uh, there was a – so other websites have it now, um, but it was a tool called the Price Promise tool from Edmunds.com. I don't think mm-hmm. that tool exists anymore. I think they ha- I think they have something similar, but it's not the same, like, deal. But, yeah, they – basically what you do is you, you agree to give your contact information to a dealership. You tell them the type of car that you want. And then you can click. There's like it shows you a, like a listing and it says, okay, there's this dealership. They have this car in stock. Do you want another price? Like, and it, it's called price promise. So if you click the button, either it'll say, okay, they're gonna contact you with a quote, or whatever number shows up, they're gonna honor that price. And it was a Conicelli Honda outside of Philadelphia that gave me a really. It was like 19 something. So it was, it was actually like a. It was it was below not just below MSRP but it was below invoice, and so Whoa. I went to the Martin Honda, which is in Delaware, not far from my old yeah. office, and I just asked if they can if they would be like uh, I I didn't have a problem going up to the uh, the one uh, to the Conicelli. It was just a bit of more of a hike, so I went to the one in, in uh, Delaware since it was so close to my office, and I just asked if they would be able to price match it, and they were like, yeah, sure. So that was how I that's oh, how wow. I was able to get that price. Did you go at the end of the month. Say that one more time. Did you go at the end of the month? I can't remember. Okay. I can't. Yeah, I'm, I really I'm can't only, remember. I'm only asking if you hit them at a time where they were trying to make quota or something. Yeah, it's it's possible. I'm I'm, gonna, I'm going back on my phone right now to see if I took a picture of it. I like. 
I bought it. Yeah, it looks like I bought it June 25th. So it was very close. Okay. I bought it June 24th. Picked it up June 25th. So yeah, very, very close to the end of the month. It's very possible that that's what happened. Um, but yeah, super convenient. I'm looking at the price. So the price on the car itself after like, um, after, um, destination and handling was $22,745, but I was able to get it for like 19,000 something. And then after nice. the destination fees, it was, it came out to like, I don't know, almost 20,000 flat. So it was like the thing that was crazy about it was how hard the negotiation process was because before I used that tool, I, I, I was convinced that I wasn't going to be able to get a, this, this car. I was looking for a midsize mm-hmm. sedan and yeah. I was convinced that I was going to have to get a compact sedan, like a Civic or um, a Corolla or something. And the thing that was, the thing that was annoying was that, you know, like a typical negotiation strategy is like, okay, you know, you go in, you say, you know, they, they ask you what number you're thinking, you say what, or like what car you're thinking, you say the car that you're really interested in, although you, it might be outside your budget, but you're really tied to this car, you really want to try it out. Um, they come back to you with some number and you just like, you know, they, and then they ask you, you know, I'm like, oh, that's too much. And they ask you, well, what's, what's more in your, in your budget? And you say, you say the number that you're more thinking and, then they're like, oh, that's a bit tough. I'm going to go talk to my boss. The bo- they come back with a number. I'm like, yeah, that's not going to work. Like, it's come, They come back with like something that's not even close, maybe like 25% down from what they previously came at, but not like 20, not 25% down. Like meet, They meet you like not halfway, but they meet you a quarter of the way from their original mm-hmm. number. And so then I would leave. And that was it. Like <laughs> They didn't like come after me. Like They would just kind of let you go. And then when I finally bought the car, you know, I'm still getting calls from these people and like, oh, you got it. You mind me? Do you mind me asking how much you paid for it? And blah, 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 blah. Anyway, um, all that to say, I think nowadays my budget would be would be much, you know, closer to like the 30s. But that's still okay. that's still Moving well outside up. of the uh, Tesla, the Tesla range. And again, thinking about what type of what type of SUV I would want. So we looked at we looked at quite a few that were comparable to the CRV in terms of size. So I think a CRV would certainly be in the in the list, like would be a contender. But I'd feel weird having two of the same car, you know, like, you know, uh, having a 2019 CRV. And if I have to buy a car today, having like a 2020 CRV sitting right next to it, I feel like we got to get something different, right? Lana thought that that was silly, but I, I don't know. I feel a certain type of way about it. Um. <laughs> The Subaru Forester drove pretty nice. You know, Subarus Subarus are a nice, nice, nice car manufacturer. Yeah, yeah, it it, it drove really well. I liked it. Um, okay. I also like the way the Mazdas look. I really like the oh, Mazda Six. Really? Yeah, I really like the Mazda Six, but it was too far outside my range. So, the the Accord and the and the Mazda Six are in the same like size class. Mm-hmm. but the Mazda 6 is like a thousand or so more than the uh, the Accord and I really was like stretching my budget trying to look for an Accord at the time so I wasn't like going for going for a Mazda 6 was just too far beyond what I was able to afford at that time so I would I would I definitely like the way the Mazda 6 looks um, I'm not sure if I'm anywhere near as attached to their SUVs. Their SUVs, similarly to the case of the Accord and the uh, the, the Mazda Six, their the Mazda uh, SUVs are priced a bit higher than I think what I would want to spend for that specific size. Like I'm not if I'm not getting any additional features because I'm not like racing these cars. 
So if I'm not getting any additional features, it's difficult to justify the price. And that's, that's going to be one, like the, the price is going to be the driving factor when it comes to this, or at least the, the best bank for my dollar. Fair enough. Cause if I, if I Fair like enough. the look of a car and it's 33,000, but it has the exact same features or maybe even fewer features than a car that's 30,000 that maybe I don't like the way it looks quite as much, that $3,000 could be a big difference because based off that monthly payment. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. So. Yeah. All right. Um, man, well, I mean, it sounds like you're not in the market for one quite yet. Not quite yet. Still uh, a few years. I just I just hit 75,000 miles on my car right now. And how uh, long how long do you com- would you like comfortably want to have this car for from a mileage perspective? I've I've never been great at determining what is the proper time frame to own a car, either whether it's time mm-hmm. or or mileage. Like at what point am I is the is the is the uh is the value of my car depreciating so much that I should have sold it because I'm I'm now I'm now like on, on a massive de- decline, right? Um Honda's people always say it will run forever. And so I feel like I feel like I should I theoretically could be at like the halfway point of my car's like, you know, decent life. But at some point my car will start having problems that I'm just not willing to deal with. So if that number is 125, then that number is going to be 125. But based off of how I've been driving my car so far, especially within this last seven months, how little I've been driving, um, you know, it took me six years to get to 75,000 miles. It could easily take me another six years, maybe even more, to make it to 150,000 miles. Right. So I don't know. Especially if COVID, I mean, I'm sure COVID, do you think COVID has extended the life of your car? Yeah. Yeah, it has. But I also wasn't driving my car too much over the last year because because my commute was a lot shorter um, mm-hmm. over the over the last couple of years, not even just this last year when I was driving to the train station was no different than me going to my old office. However, when oh, I that's when, right, when Lane that's and I right. got married and I moved away from my parents house, when I was moving, when I was living with my mom, I was driving about uh, what was it? Almost 60 miles each day. Right, like, that's you know, a lot of miles. That was, that was like, you know, 20, 30 miles round round trip. And so that put on a lot of miles pretty quickly, but then things slowed down pretty significantly once we got married. Um, and yes, COVID, COVID has definitely slowed that down even, even more than what it used to be. I mean, there are easily with, I think, I think by the, by month four of quarantine, I'd only, I'd only filled my tank like twice. Whereas I would normally do it before quarantine, maybe like once every two weeks. And when I was living with my parents, when I was living with my mom, it was like, easily once a week i was getting gas so just depends mm-hmm. there also might be a bit like you know if i'm if if by by the next job you know whenever i decide to move on maybe i'm going to decide hey you know what i can't really be driving around this like you know x number of years old car working the working the job that i have you know maybe i'm not meeting with clients or anything like that but maybe i feel like a, a bit of a bum compared to my coworkers driving in this this old uh, accord maybe i want to upgrade I see. All right. All right. Well, um, cool. Well, I figure we maybe get out of here tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Cool. All right. Well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. See you guys next week.